Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Everybody, welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. I uh, am here to tell you that my sperm is still dumb. My eggs are still old. Actually, my sperm could be amazing. We don't know because I just went in for semen analysis today. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll talk about that shortly. But first, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews for this podcast. It helps others find it. Um, if you could also uh, leave a comment in the like section. That's not a thing. Um, so, Smash that like button. Yeah. Facebook. Uh, you, there's a Facebook group, everybody. A lot of people there. If you're if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're like, man, I have so many questions, but they didn't quite get to the one that I wanted answered, um, you can ask the Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. It's very active. A lot of people there. It's a community of like-minded individuals who are also having or have had trouble making a baby. Yep. You can also follow us on Twitter at excellentpod. And uh, email us if you have a question that you want us to try to answer 
or throw it out to a larger audience and have someone else listening. That's what we call the egg signal or the sperm signal, depending on the question. DoryMatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And our phone number, of course, is 413-461-BABY. There's IVF news for the first time ever. That is Tammy Duckworth is the first U.S. senator to give birth in office. She is well, 49 she years be. old. She will be. She, she announced today that she's six, month preg- six months pregnant with her second IVF baby. Well, knock on wood for her. Yep. And hopefully all goes well. I mean, she didn't say it, but I'm, I have to assume it is a donor egg at age 49, unless she froze some embryos when she was much younger. Dory's making a lot of sweeping guesses as to what the health, the fertility health of Senator Duckworth is. She's uh, 49 years old. Listen, I've seen crazier things happen. Like what? Uh, 55-year-olds having babies. With their own eggs? Who knows? Hmm. With secrets, I don't know. Maybe she did have her eggs frozen. Do you know? Yeah, no, I don't. That's why that's okay. I'm speculating. So you best step off Tammy Duckworth. Wow. Or she'll come Duckworthin'. Wow. It's a new slogan. I'm hoping to get on her next campaign poster. <laughs> Keep on Duckworthin'. Are you Duckworthy? <laughs> um, and now time for updates from us. Well, what happened, everybody? This week was a great week. I went and got my uh, sperm checked out at the old California Fertility Partners for a total of $210. 217 if you count the parking which i do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh boy oh boy was it a difficult time in there what happened just louder than it's ever been i feel like oh, no. more of a hustle and bustle going around they've been very busy people talking about people getting third degree burns on their hands <laughs> i'm hearing all kinds of things in that room that is adjacent to the lab where all the technicians are discussing everything uh there's like, you know, and it's such an enclosed space at the corner of a hallway. So there's obviously uh, the door to the room and then the door to the uh, lab and the doorknobs appear to sound exactly alike. So oh, every God. four seconds, you think someone's <laughs> trying to walk in on you. Um, open the DVD drawer just to give a check, you know, not to actually physically touch anything, just to look. My favorite title of the day was uh, Anal Teens Painful Edition. Ah. So that was a great time oh, to God. see that someone's making babies to that Ew. Uh, over at California Fertility Partners. I wonder so, who chose that. I don't know. Again, I have no idea. But it was a cacophony of sounds. Oh. And I was like, I really should have brought my noise-canceling headphones just to turn on the canceling. Totally. But, that is a good hack, a good jerk-off room hack. But then you don't know if anyone's trying to enter the room, which you think is happening every 14 to 15 seconds. Isn't there a lock? There is, but you never know. I guess that's true. No locks are foolproof. Yeah, that's true. That would freak me out. So, you know, it's just, it just wasn't a great, it wasn't a great morning. Oh, honey. Wasn't it? it hasn't been, the past three days have been pretty not great. Yeah. You've been you've been having a rough time of it. Yes. Uh, for those of you listening, I had a panic attack on Sunday morning, at uh, right as I was getting in the car to go to the studio to go do after trek. Felt like all my organs were collapsing in on themselves, and that my heart was starting to become a new black hole. That sounds horrible. Uh, it was. I couldn't breathe. Um, couldn't really do anything. Big thank you to everybody over at After Trek for being so, like, helpful and gracious and, um, you know, 
Big shout out to the fire FDNY paramedics who came. Were they hot? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, what did they that. do when they got there? They, you know, asked me some questions. They strapped me up to a mobile EKG. Took my blood pressure. Took my blood oxygen levels. Um, didn't know it was happening. It's fairly certain I wasn't dying, only because of the. Um, Fitbit blood oxygen level. Oh no! Yes, the Fitbit is the actual answer to that question. The Fitbit was telling me that my heart rate was ninety three, which is high but not crazy, and you know, so that the you know because it wasn't racing out of my chest, I assumed I wasn't dying. So then it was just a time of let's turn the lights out and why don't we do some breathing? And uh, luckily, Nicole, our talent producer, is also a doula. Oh, she's so cool. And a yoga, yoga instructor. Yeah, she's awesome. So she came in. Did put she like guide her, you put through her hand some... on my back and was breathing oh, with me? That's so nice. It was very nice. Um, so it was tough, man. I really, I don't know what was happening. And then I was like, you know, I get in the office at nine. We shoot, we tape at one o'clock. Yeah. So I was freaking out like, oh my God, what if I can't host the show? Who's going to host the show? What happens now? They paramedics said they i should go to the hospital with them and i declined i had to decline about twice oh god so i could and i signed things what did they why did they want you to go to the hospital to get fully checked out ah um but then you know i tried to just sort of i started to be able to breathe again and 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 i had a low if you watch that episode of after track which everyone says is the best episode yet uh i'm i'm in the middle of like low grade panic attack throughout that episode. Oh, honey. Uh, so then I had another, I had a doctor come to the office afterwards mm-hmm. and he checked me out. A neurologist came with two people, two assistants. It seemed to be some sort of app or something. I don't know what was happening, but he was very nice. I like he, that you can just get a neurologist to show up. Well, they had used him for Andy before. Andy Cohen. Oh. You know, when Andy's sick, okay. you get a doctor that comes to the office. Sure. Um, and uh, he checked me out. My blood pressure was like 120 over 80. It was like perfect. That seems good. No, it's, it's like literally perfect. You're welcome. Oh my God, you're so Blood perfect. oxygen level was 99. I mean, it was everything was like, I checked out like it's completely physically healthy. Uh, including the EKG, but you know, that overwhelming feeling of, uh, what was happening to me. Just started Vivance to, uh, two weeks ago. The Vivance may have lowered my threshold for panic attacks. Mm. Um, and the doctor prescribed me clonopin, which is essentially going to, would cancel out the Vivance, but the clonopin is supposed to be taken if I feel a panic attack coming on. Have I picked up that prescription yet? No. Why? Because I have no fucking time in my life. Uh, I tried to pick it up and they said it hadn't been called in. I know. And then I, they called me yesterday. What's today's day? What day is today? Today's the 23rd. No, is it Tuesday? Yes. When did you try to pick it up? Uh, when did I have that conversation? I had a conversation on the phone with someone. Sunday. No, when did you try to pick it up? Sunday? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, I talked to the I talked to the lady from the doctor's office on Monday. Mm-hmm. she called she i said my wife tried to pick it up wasn't there she called and then called back and was like hey it's there i just checked so okay well it's if available it's, now if it's at the 
CVS near our house. I'll go pick it up. Yeah. Um, Should have fucking used Alto. It'd yeah. be here. Yep. Dumb doctors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the uh, yeah. So I'm going. I, it's a lot. It's a low level stress. Anyway, the doctor thinks I'm suffering from some sort of exhaustion. Um. So. Wow. I wonder why that would be the case. I mean, is it because it's nine fifty one p.m. and we're recording this podcast? Well, that's because I definitely either this or nine seven thirty a.m. in the morning. Well. I had to finish watching the episode of Love After Lockup. Yeah. And you were watching an episode of Discovery for I'll a watch bit. next week's episode of Star Trek Discovery, which by the time you hear this will be the episode that aired tonight. And quite frankly, everybody, it's the best episode of Star Trek that's been made in 25 years. Oh my God. It's uh, fucking so good. That is quite a statement. Oh, I loved it. Wow. I really loved it. Cool. Um, so anyway, love after lockup is very enjoyable. Yeah, apparently these people are, are, are meeting, uh, future spouses, uh, in the, in the prison system through, I don't know, an app or. Yeah, there's, um, meet an uh-huh, uh-huh. And then other ones just sort of vaguely say they met on the internet. Yeah. So yeah, they meet these people and, and, you know, sometimes they're close to, uh, having served their time and being released and, and guess what they're going to do. They're going to get married as soon as they get out. Soon as, as soon as they get out, it's going to happen. So they've never had sex. Yep. And they've never really been alone together. Right. But they're going to get married. Well, you know, I think love is love. Do you? Sure. Okay. Don't you think that? <laughs> um, so thumbs up from Dory on that program. Yeah. I mean, I've only watched one episode, but I'm into it. Um, yeah. And otherwise it's been a tough couple of days. So then Monday, you know, so I flew back. Doctor said, thumbs up. You can fly. Yeah. That was a little touch and go for a minute. Yeah. And so, you know, after the doctor came and after, after Trek, Jonathan Frakes and I watched the first half of the Patriots game together. Oh. Um, don't want to brag, buddy. Gave me his phone number. Um, so me and Jonathan Frakes are best friends now. Um, <laughs> This is like your your we had a great childhood time. fantasy. He told me come true. He told me some amazing stories about his time on various medications. That uh, he's like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Apparently, I just trust you and love you unconditionally now. So here it is. And then he told me an amazing story <laughs> that I won't share because it was told in confidence. Um, I'm glad everyone like had your back and that Nicole, the doula, and yoga teacher was there. Yeah. Everyone was terrific, and it was it was scary. I mean, I'm sure they were also like, "What the fuck is happening to Matt?" Yeah, because you're you're usually so calm and stable, it's, like outwardly. Yes, yeah. Inside, I'm always screaming. I know. Um, and it's been tough too at work. It's been a little like I've been on edge at work a little bit too. Yeah. Um, especially the last couple of days, obviously post the panic attack thing. Did you tell work that you had this panic attack? Yes. Yeah. How did they take it? Um, they, you know, they've, you know, everyone's been pretty cool about it. And, um, you know, I had a talk with Adam today about uh, life and medications and whatnots. Mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah i mean it's uh tough i would uh they're always like if you're feeling like you have to go go and i'm always like well we're working on my script right now so i'm not leaving right otherwise you guys will make it so dumb <laughs> uh no i'm kidding um so it's uh it's been left tough so then monday guys here's the deal here's what happened monday I woke up i was like i gotta get to work there's a table read at 10 so i wanted to be at work at at least 9 30 and uh went to 7-eleven which is also a gas station filling up the tank and then i walked into the store and i bought two giant bottles of smart water and i came out and i was like oh i better put these bottles in my bag and the so I remember to take them into work with me and I closed the trunk, got in the car and then I drove off and I heard a thud and I looked behind me and I was like, Oh no, I drove away with the nozzle still in the car. Lucky for me, the owner of the gas station was there. He was very nice. And the people at the gas station said it was the third time it's happened this week, <laughs> which is crazy. Maybe everyone in LA is just like, <laughs> in a state of high anxiety i mean it's just like so you feel so stupid you feel so absent-minded and uh it's really a thing that i would do yeah i just felt like am i ready to re-enter the world at this point like yeah. a post panic attack should i have just fucking taken a day off yeah probably yeah but i didn't no. and i went to work and you know it is what it is. What I keeps know. me going? I guess work. And there's a the whole thing of like, do I stop taking the Vivance? But the Vivance does such a great job with my impulse control for fucking binge eating. Right. That it that that I feel like for me personally is like outweighing any negative effects that it's having. I don't know. That's it's a big. Hard. It's a big negative it's effect. Hard. It's hard to say. So feeling like you're uh, dying. Obviously, I do. Uh, those of you listening who are gonna probably try to diagnose me over the air, I have a therapist and a psychiatrist. So, um, so save it. Working in conjunction with them, we'll figure this out. Whew. Oh boy! Then that is the last couple of days, everybody. It's a lot. Yes. I'm sorry I talked so much. No, don't be sorry. This is our podcast where we talk about things. I know, but I'm annoying. Uh, let's hop over to the email town. This one. Well, wait. Yes. We, what are we, when are we going to talk about our appointment tomorrow? Uh, we have an appointment for Dory to have an ultrasound and, you know. Because I got my period. Let's see how long we can do this podcast for. If we can do it for an hour, they're not going to hear about it until the following week. But by then, I might have already had my retrieval. You think so? Yeah, it's how possible. It's possible. How? When would you do it? If it's next weekend. I'm panicking. No, don't what panic. What are you talking about? It, it would be this coming weekend? Okay, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Uh-huh. Yep. What we're recording right now yeah. is airing this Sunday. Yes. So if we waited till next week uh -huh. to tell them about the appointment that's happening tomorrow, yeah. that episode isn't going to run till next Sunday night. Right. Sorry, did that bore you? No, I just got I just I got overwhelmed with everything. I'm so confused. Um, you know, here's a way to guarantee you'll know about everything before everybody. It's uh, sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, Patreon.com uh, forward slash 
I don't know. Excellent adventure. Excellent adventure. Yeah, we will be recording bonus episodes. As you guys know, we like to shove them right at the end of the month, get them out right before the month ends. But, you know, in in a situation like this, it's advantageous because... You get all the inside info, and we've uh, we've enabled the RSS feed over there. Yeah. So if you, someone requested it, yeah, and, then... and I didn't even know it was an option. So as soon as they requested it, Dory sent me the screenshot, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that was a thing." Yeah. And I went and did it, and and uh, then they were like, "Oh my god, they all appeared in my podcast app." Yeah. So you'd be able to subscribe uh, and listen on your on your devices. Yeah. I don't know how RSS that works. Feed. I don't. You subscribe to. I don't know. Oh, subscribe I... to the RSS feed, and then and then you get populate. the RSS feed, and then you put it in your podcast yeah. app. Yeah. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. That's smart that they do that. Because so, then you don't have to go to Patreon every time. Yeah. And so get it. So for $5 a month, you get one bonus episode a month. If for $10, you get two bonus episodes a month. And if you sign up, you get our back catalog that's sitting yeah. there. It's a lot. It's a lot of episodes. So yeah. um, that's an option for people. Yep. Anyway. Anyhow. Back to reality. Hi, man, Dory. I would like to stay anonymous. Done. I did it. I was listening to the podcast today when you mentioned the Mojo Gives You a Baby promo running on 95.5 in Detroit, (laughs) and I thought I may be able to shed a small amount of light onto how these promos work. Just so happens that my husband is a radio programmer. That would be the guy who decides what music gets played and what time of day, etc. Ooh, does he get paid off? They're from Detroit originally, so they're very familiar with not only Mojo in the morning, but how these types of promos work. Oh, Typically, typically, these promos essentially work as a trade. Places such as IVF clinics will approach the radio station and say, we will give you a prize worth X amount to give away on air in return. We want commercials, on air interviews and mentions, etc. In turn, the radio station gets a prize to give away on air, potentially gets press because of it, generates warm fuzzies among their listeners, you mentioned you thought the prize would be worth around 6K. Mojo has been the number one or number two radio morning show in Detroit for years, so an ad package, uh, package with them would cost well over 6000 Um Because of this, the IVF clinic actually gets a great deal on their end. Again, I can't say for certain this is the deal the two morning shows you mentioned have, but in most cases, this is how it would work. I do have friends back home who applied to win the baby. <laughs> <laughs> But did not make it very far in the selection process. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say there's some pre-screening done to find couples who have a very high chance of the treatment being successful the first time. Ah. From a marketing standpoint, knocking it out of the park uh, the first time makes sense for both the station and the IVF clinic to look great. Hope it's hope that helps and not too confusing. Radio is a wacky business. You know, I get it from a marketing standpoint, knocking it out of the park the first time makes everyone look great. I mean... We all want IVF to work the first time. Sure do. And sometimes even the quote-unquote perfect candidates, it just doesn't work. Well, we were so sure it was going to work the first time. You were so sure. I was. I didn't know that your whole area was gunked up. Oh, my God. I didn't know your strike zone had a lot of issues. (laughs) No one did. (laughs) I didn't know that. I mean, we initially were like, oh, my sperm's dumb. That's number one. And then, you know. Then it turned out I had a bum uterus. You had a, you had a, a crazy strike zone, an inconsistent strike zone. Sometimes a pitch inside would okay, be called that's a strike. Enough. All right. Okay. Sometimes a pitch outside is called on. a ball. Okay. Going to move on to this email from Kristen. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to pause the podcast and call in because I know it delights you. It does. Why didn't you do that? You're dead to us. <laughs> but since I'm passing on more specific information, I thought an email would be best so that you can pass it along to Kay. I'm guessing is how he might have spelled it. The trans listener who's wondering about fertility preservation. Oh, good. This is good. I'm a cis woman, so I have no firsthand information to give him about the topic, but I wanted to suggest another podcast that might be helpful to him. It's come up on your show before, which is how I found it. But the longest, shortest time has a series of episodes called The Accidental Gay Parents. <laughs> episodes 60, 62, 80, 81, 125, and 144. That I'd encourage anyone to listen to because it's an all-around great series, but it specifically goes into detail about a trans guy who decides to pursue a pregnancy with his husband. It goes into a number of pertinent details of how the process went for him, including the changing of the meds he takes and the toll it took on his body. I believe they, the couple in question, also have a Facebook or blog where they might have even more information that the podcast doesn't full, fully go into. It's obviously not quite the same situation as Kay's, but I hope he might find it helpful all the same. I wish him the very best as he makes his decision on this. And of course, to the pair of you as you go into your next cycle. Um, and then we also got a very long... I love detailed, I love detailed uh, podcast recommendations with episode numbers. That was, that was very detailed. Um, we got a very long email specifically they were 60 62 80 81 125 and 144 you just interrupted me numbers i just wanted to reiterate that so they didn't go back Hmm. what was the name of the podcast the longest shortest time boom um we got an email that i forwarded directly to Kay that was very detailed from a geneticist about robertsonian translocations um so you did yeah boy this sperm signal. It's very strong. It's powerful. It's really powerful. It's the opposite of my sperm signal. Ba-dum-bum. Um, so. All right. This is from Anonymous. I'm going to read this. Please do. Hi, Matt and Dory. I mean, actually, this person said, hi, Dory and Matt. And I read mm-hmm. it as hi, Matt and Dory. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're best friends by now and should have dinner, but that's beyond creepy, right? No, it's a little creepy, but it's not creepy. It's not that I creepy. don't think it's creepy. My wife thinks it's creepy, which just goes to show you that you probably like me more. Do you want to have? You do you want to have dinner with her? Yes. Okay. I'm writing to thank you. My husband and I have been trying for our second for a year and a half with no luck. He has been against IVF, and I've felt stuck. But one day he comes home and says the guy on the Nerdist is doing IVF. Uh huh. That's me. At which point I'm feeling so excited because if some nerd who loves Star Wars or video games or whatever is doing something, my husband will follow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now we're starting IVF. You're welcome. Husband is freaked out by the cost. So today I put the 4K in meds on my Nordstrom card. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't check that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I listened to your most recent podcast and I'm rooting for all of us. Looks like we're on similar schedules. I'm having retrieval done this month. I'm not on Facebook. They are the devil, but we'll keep listening to your podcast. I feel good things for us all in 2018 is the year of the chai. 18 is special for us Jews. That is true. Uh, it says it says chai, honey. It's chai. Do you ever order chai tea latte? No, but in Hebrew, it's chai. Mm, interesting. There's no ch in Hebrew. Well, not yet. It's chai. I'm going to bring it back. There's nothing to bring back. It, would, it was I'm never there. It no, it was never there. I'm bringing it back. Hebrew was nearly dead. Uh-huh. And I feel like when they brought it back, someone just forgot. No, there that was... That CH is chai. No, there was never a ch. Well... Anyway, thank you again. P.S. Please don't use my name anywhere. 
God forbid my husband finds out about the Nordstrom card. <laughs> I mean, you probably got a lot of points. That's true. You probably Nordstrom have earned points. yourself at least a... Uh, One shoe. Uh, yeah. Or a fancy <laughs> fragrance set. Oh, yeah. Those are always good. Um, but that's uh, good. I'm glad that the guy on Nerdist is doing IVF was enough to get your husband to make this huge life decision. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, I like Star Wars. Um, and I love Star Trek. See, that's the subtle difference there. Yeah. Although I've watched quite a few videos about Star Wars on YouTube. Your favorite show. It's my favorite genre of entertainment. Sorry to say, You're everybody. You're a teen. I am a teen. Oh, my I God. I love a YouTube video. Oh, my God. You're a teen. I love many channels about Disney. I'm a big fan of Offhand Disneyland, um, Defunct Land, TPM Videos, Disney Beat, uh, Disney Newscast is this one video. This There's this one channel that I watch with this guy who does a newscast seemingly in his living room and he calls people Waltoneers and he has a speech impediment that he cleverly disguises as an, as a uh, German, not German, sorry, as a, as an accent of British, I think British accent, but he does not ever say R's, only W's. Oh, oh, he never oh. does. And it's like, you can't, once I've said it, you can't unhear it. Right, so sure. you're welcome, everybody. Okay. But I do enjoy that channel. The latest update about the new Disney Skyway had me buzzing. Oh, no. Yet I have not subscribed or ever clicked like. <laughs> you're such a bad fan. I know, but the YouTube recommendation, once you start watching things, the YouTube recommendation algorithm engine will just start running. You really, it. you don't want to poke the algorithm. Yeah. So I'm like, it's fine it's doing its thing that happens on facebook if you if you engage too much with like a certain group that you're a member of and suddenly is that group it's like my whole feed is like poshmark <laughs> of course like, of course your whole feed is oh poshmark why wouldn't it be <laughs> hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Honey, who yes. is the next electronic mail correspondence from? Well, it is from um, My, Jade. Oh, yeah. Why are you so confused? Because... I had lost my place. Oh, because oh, you were previously using paper, and now you're not using paper. Now yeah. you're on your computer. No, now I'm using paper again. Oh. Well, Jade wrote to Dear Dory Matt and, and Beauregard. Beauregard. Um, okay, so she heard about this podcast from Phoebe. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Her partner, she and her partner are fans of Phoebe, and her partner was the one who told her about Excellent Adventure. That's weird, because I, I whimsically posted a picture I know. of Scott today. That made me sad. Me too. I miss him. I was like, oh, Matt misses Scott. He does. Um, yeah, her partner thought it might help her mindset about being fertility challenged. Oh, okay. And it did. Really? Yes. Um, so since then, she's been binging episodes on regular speed. She's almost caught <laughs> wow. up. Um, she wanted to write in for a while, decided to wait until she was closer to being caught up. She's currently on episode 60. Oh, she's close. Home stretch. Uh, okay. And then she says, but I had some suggestions for some of your listeners who have called and written in that might be of help. I feel like she was collecting notes like as she went and now she's just written this big, long email to us. It's kind of awesome. This is amazing. Like These are references to episodes like from months ago. All right. Let's hear it. I am a dialectical behavior therapist specializing in eating disorders. What? Yes. That's my kind of person. When I heard the podcast from your listener, I think her name was Laura. Oh, yeah. Remember Laura? Yeah, of course. I remember Laura. Laura's still listening. Yeah. Who has difficulty with emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I wanted to point her to a resource that may be helpful. It's a book called It's Not About Food and Your Obsession with Food and Weight by Carol Erie Normandy and Laura Lee Rourke. Hmm. 
It is a non-judgmental book that helps anyone who has an unhealthy relationship with food and their body image work on a more healthy and sustainable relationship in these areas. It's a book I not only give my clients and my friends, but I've read it numerous times when I'm feeling negative towards my own body or food. Wow. Honey, should we get that? I mean, it's certainly worth a swing in the Kindle. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. Your listener who has bad migraines. (laughs) amazing oh my god we had like four episodes where people were sending us migraine remember that one episode we just we just there were like 12 different migraine solutions that people had i mean everybody has their own migraine solution yeah well so hers is vitamin d okay um and then she also says for the listener who did not know how to approach her friends after being mia during her ivf journey Uh uh-huh the one who couldn't be around her pregnant friends, as well as the rest who need a little help in approaching others, whether it be to say say no more babies after a risky pregnancy or wanting to adopt when your partner doesn't, etc. This is a useful strategy I teach my clients. It is called Dear Man. Interesting. That's an acronym. Yes, I hear that. It's useful when either asking for something or standing up for yourself. Okay. It's best to write it out first, practice, and then talk to the person. Or just write out an email in this fashion and hit send. Mm. Honey, are you ready? How do you do this? D, uh-huh. describe the situation or what you want slash need. Okay. E, express how you feel. Okay. A, assert yourself. Don't be aggressive. Be assertive. And ask for what you want slash need. Okay. So far, I'm following. Okay. R, reinforce the other person by be by being willing to give something in return or remind them of the positive things coming out of this request, but don't offer a reward or give up something that is unrealistic or goes against what you are asking. Hmm. So for $40,000 in exchange for you doing this, I don't say that. No. Okay. Okay. So when I'm asking the IVF clinic for a baby, I don't write that down. Right. Okay. M, stay mindful. Uh-huh. Don't get distracted. Don't allow them to take you off the topic. Don't get defensive. Just stay on track. Be mindful of yourself and what you need slash want. Mm-hmm. A, appear confident. N, negotiate. If for some reason the person cannot give you what you want slash need, then find a solution that is good enough without compromising yourself. Okay. For all of us out there who want a baby, all of our friends ha- all have that babies. Was, that was the end of the dear man. No, it's it's confu- I think the numbers got messed up here. No, but that was the end of oh, the Oh, yeah, that, that was, was the end of the dear man. No, I know. But oh. then this was like, I think this was... But in- then you jumped into something else. I know. So the negotiate, guys. That's the end of the dear man. So it's yes. describe the situation. Express how you feel. Assert yourself. Reinforce that the other person is willing to give something in return. Remind them of the thing they may get. Stay mindful of what you want. Don't be distracted. Don't say, don't get off topic, appear confident, even though you're probably not, and then negotiate to find a solution that is pleasing to both of you. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's an interesting concept and a great way to organize your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Now, number four. For all of us out there who want a baby, all of our friends who have babies, and we are stuck in this limbo, practicing radical acceptance is great. You acknowledge the reality of the situation, the person for who they are, what happened or what is happening at face value. 
You accept that moment. You accept your feelings for that moment and know there are certain things in life where people you cannot change and that is okay. I've told all of my fertility challenge friends about this podcast and how it has helped me move from feeling like I'm alone in this journey to feeling like I'm part of a really big family. Thank you for validating me, making me feel like I'm okay, keeping me company through this journey, educating me, and lastly, making me laugh. Aw. You're welcome, Bo. Lastly, my question to you is, do you two talk for Bo? Uh-huh. And if so, do you use a specific voice as his voice? Uh, hey, guys. That story's, that story's <laughs> Bo voice. Hey, Dad. Um, what is my Do I have a Bo voice? You have a voice that you talk to Bo in, but you don't have a you don't have a Bo voice. What I is my Bo talk to Bo? What is my talk to Bo in voice? Like I feel like whenever you're like mumbling, and I'm like, "What?" You're like, "I was talking to Bo." <laughs> Hi, buddy. He's so asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I have a Bo talking voice, but anyway, that's yeah. Uh, my partner and I use an emo boy voice. That's kind of Bo's voice. For our girl rescue dog. And every time we do, she either sighs loudly or huffs, thus proving she is emo. Sounds pretty emo. Sending good energy to you and all the listeners, Jade. Let's uh, let's take your rescue dog to a uh, Bell and Sebastian concert, shall we? <laughs> Are they emo? They're more twee. They're twee. Emo's like so Panic like at the Disco. Like the Cure. No, emo's like Panic at the what Disco. What is the, uh, the goth then? Yeah. Panic of the, what is emo? Fallout Boy? Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, we got there. What's, yeah. what's Evanescence? Um, they're. Um, Best New they, Artist Grammy 2005, Evanescence. I know. <laughs> I mean, do. I didn't know yeah, that. Sure, you knew that. How would you describe them? Are they, They're not pop punk. No, they're no. like. Um, are they emo punk? Are they like. Uh, pop metal? Is that a genre? I don't think Did so. Did I just invent a genre? Look th- look look up. Like I, I feel like if you look it up on Wikipedia, it'll say like what their genre All is. All right, Evanescence. Um, That's not them, right? What is what is Evanescence's song? What is their main what is their number one song? That's my question. I feel like if I heard it, I would be like, Oh yeah, Evanescence. Um So it appears that they're out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Right now, they have uh, five current members with six past members. Uh, started with the uh, two of them meeting at a 94 youth camp in Little Rock where Moody heard Lee playing a meatloaf song on the piano. Okay. I don't need their whole history. I just need... They became very popular in the Little Rock their area. Their genre. I don't have a genre. American rock band. That's it. That's all they're telling me. Whatevs. Uh, Amy, if you're out there and you care to write in and tell us if you've thought about having a child at age 36, let me know. And then after you've done that, tell us your genre. Uh, Her genre listed in her personal bio is alternative metal. Oh, that's kind of... Yeah. All right. Um, Subgenres of alternative metal: funk metal, new metal, rap metal. Fusion genres: new metal core. <laughs> Local scenes: horrible. Los Angeles. 
Los Angeles, I said. Los Angeles. All right. I'm going to read another email. Oh, I'm excited about this. This is from Meredith. All right. Dear Matt and Dory. Yes. This is Meredith from Toronto, Canada. Hello, Toronto. I love Toronto. I have a question that's not exactly IVF related, but I always appreciate your no-nonsense advice to people. Okay. Honey, you ready? I'm ready. One of my best friends is about to turn 42 next month. She's been in the same relationship since she was 36. Double gross. It was a whirlwind romance, and she ended up uprooting her entire life for him, including moving here to a new country and leaving family behind. How old were you when I met you? 36. Exactly. But we're married. I know. But I'm also, honey, I'm going to uproot my entire life for you and move to a new country. Um, Which country are we going to? Um, I don't know. Okay. The answer is Toronto, Canada. <laughs> uh, okay. All that to say, she's been with this guy for all her remaining fertile years, but <laughs> still no baby. Yeah. This is not me judging her childless status. Mm -hmm. She desperately wants a baby and has since before we met. I think she figured that the whirlwind romance would eventually settle down into marriage and kids, but so far it hasn't. Mm -hmm. This isn't a fertility issue. Her boyfriend continues to say that he wants kids, but will never commit to either marriage or trying for a baby. He will talk about cute babies and say that in general he wants them, but that's as far as he will dangle the carrot. My friend doesn't seem to want to give up hope, probably for fear that being alone and childless at 42 is an even worse prospect than just childless. Did I mention the boyfriend is a complete jerk? I try to separate my dislike for him from her own well-being, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. He makes her question her self-esteem. And while not super... Oh, we know. Not abusive per se. Yes. Uh, Not abusive per se. She could do so much better than this horrible guy. What advice would you give me as her friend... Do I tell her to ditch the jerk boyfriend and freeze some embryos with donor sperm? I desperately want her to have the baby she deserves, but time is running out. Thanks, Meredith. Well, Meredith, I had to have a conversation with her about babies in general and fertility. Yeah. And and sort of like, don't frame it like your boyfriend's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Frame it more like, hey, I was listening to this really cool podcast about fertility and like have you ever crossed your eggs i don't know why you would talk like that but why would she talk like that i don't know huh interesting and, and don't actually start the conversation like that that'd be <laughs> crazy um yeah i actually i like that like don't just don't bring the boyfriend into it initially don't yeah don't even yeah don't even because that's gonna muddy the waters yeah don't you want it you want your you, here's here's what i'd like you to do it's called Dear Man. <laughs> uh, I'd like you to describe the situation. You know, like say, listen, I want you to be happy and have a child. Because, because not because Meredith wants her to have a child, because she has said she wants a child. And then I want you to express how you feel about Meredith. Say, Meredith, you're the best. No, Meredith is the person who wrote in. Oh, sorry. Well, how you feel about your friend. And you'd be like, I, Meredith, feel <laughs> that you should have a child and you assert yourself by saying and i know that this is going to be in the end something that is good for you and then you reinforce the other person by being willing to give something in return and i will be there for you every step of the way that's good honey Uh that's good and then the staying mindful is like 
But we really have to figure this out. How are we going to make sure that you will eventually have children? And you can appear confident by saying, I know it can be done with science. <laughs> and then you can negotiate and be like, listen, if, if you're not going to freeze your eggs, at least consider seeing what's going on in the strike zone. Yeah. She'll understand that because in Toronto, they still have the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Good idea. Yeah. Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But essentially what we're telling you, uh, Meredith, is to frame the whole thing without even remotely mentioning her boyfriend. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's good advice. Because quite frankly, she'll, she's going to figure it out. Right. She, she's got to know deep down. Yeah. What's going on? What's yeah. what? Yeah. Also, you know, there are obviously ways to have children that are not your biological children. So if she misses her fertile. Disagree. I've read that there's no other way to have children. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Only IVF. Wow. In fact, natural sex doesn't work anymore. Oh. Yeah. Are we in the handmaid's tale? We are indeed in the handmaid's tale. Cool. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a Scientologist now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When did that happen? When I went into The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you came out of Scientologist? With Elizabeth Moss. Is that, is that, oh, I see. You're referencing not the Margaret Atwood uh, universe. You're just referencing I'm, a universe in where you became friends with Elizabeth Moss. And I'm then combining. she converted you to Scientology. And then we lived in The Handmaid's Tale because she's in okay. The Handmaid's well, Tale. Well, that seems very confusing. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the new reality, honey. The terrible reality. <laughs> I, um, I don't want this reality. I'm going to read our last email. Okay. It's from Sean. Yeah. Hey, guys. Just a quick email unrelated to IVF. Okay. I understand Matt's had a rough week. This is true. I actually just explained that at the top of the show. But I just want to say that he was killing it on After Trek this week. I was literally lolling throughout. It was a funny episode. Keep up the good work, buddy. Thank you. Sean. Thank you, longtime listener and upstate New Yorker in London. And uh, he was, and that, that was a, that was a fresh email that he was referring to this week's episode of After Trek. So. Yeah, no, it was a good one. I mean, uh, Anthony Rapp and Jonathan Frakes are two delightful human beings. They, they, they both seem really delightful. They're both terrific. Um, and, uh, it was a hard, uh, it was a hard week and, and I could not believe I got through that episode. I know. And I did get through that episode. And, you did. And then some would say better than most episodes. <laughs> so all it takes is a little bit of a panic attack. You're stronger than you think. Uh, the human body is capable of doing so many things, Dory. Wow. Up to and including being injected with many drugs and having a child through that method. It is also capable of surviving not having a child through that method and continuing to be a wonderful dog mom and dad. Cool. 
<laughs> trying to really pep you up here and you're just like cooling me. Um, I've been looking at a lot of dogs on, on the internet. Just, you know. What do you mean? Just like friends of Bo or just like, are you thinking about getting another dog? Like potential friends of Bo. Oh. If we have to. That would know. be a crazy situation. How, how would he deal with that? Like <laughs> really, how would he deal with it? I don't know. I don't even know how he would deal with a dog entering the home. I don't know. He's very, he's very territorial. He is. How would he deal with that? But he also like doesn't use his whole bed. That's true. He always does sleep half on the. I think if it were like a, like a smaller female dog. You think that he'd be into a small female dog? Yeah. I think he'd be into a male neutered dog. Just the same. Yeah. I mean, if it was a, maybe if, if it was like a dog he could play with. Yeah. You know? Um, I want to see if the newscast, so that you all can hear what I'm talking about with this guy, uh, just because we have a little bit of time left, and quite frankly, I'm forcing my wife to do a little more podcasting than she wants to. Hi, honey. I love you so much, and uh, thank you for... You hoodwinked me. Thank you for... <laughs> You, you hoodwinked me into doing the podcast right now. I did because we were going to do it early in the morning tomorrow. And well, I was like, we were going to do half of it in the morning tomorrow and then we were going to finish it tomorrow night after we had Disney Skyliner service coming to Walt Disney World. But we'll get into it all up next. What can you tell me what that accent is? Sounds British. Okay. Um, I'm Jack. This is DSMY Newscast. Go ahead and subscribe down below. Yes, I know, as always. And also hit that notification icon so therefore you always get updated whenever one of these videos comes out. And now with that being said, let's get right into the news. So I know that we've talked an awful lot okay, recently. Okay, that's enough. Like, you get it, right? Like, yeah. I'm not crazy. That is beyond accent into speech impediment. It's not as bad as I was picturing. I'm just going to say that. Why is this my concern, by the way? I don't this know. Is, this is what I pick up watching YouTube videos. Anyway, we were going to record half of it tomorrow morning, and then we wanted to record... I wanted to record the rest of it tomorrow night after I'd seen The Doctor, but somehow Matt convinced me to not watch another episode of Love After Lockup, but to in, instead record the podcast. And I'll be honest with everybody as to why I did that. It was partially a selfish reason. Um, I would like to sleep tomorrow. And I don't want to have the moment that I had this morning when I left my watch on East Coast time and woke up at, at what I thought was 10 o'clock. That's a horrible feeling. And then immediately was like, oh, God, what have I done? I woke up early this morning for no good reason. Uh, for me, it just felt like you woke up early this morning to go use my bathroom yet again. Oh, my God. Yeah. We both pay rent in this house. Okay, and also, like, your bathroom is so close to the bed. You can just use it. I know, it. but when I have to poop, I don't like to poop when you're, like, lying right there. But it's, I'm sleeping. I, I feel weird about it. You need to, like, be okay with it. I know, but I just... This is amazing, this this Huffington Post article about this neighborhood in Orlando that is literally surrounded by all of the highways. Oh, God, that's so sad. I just watched The Florida Project. Oh, I wanted to see that. We have the screener. I know we do. We have all the screeners, and I've never not seen any of them. 
um, it takes place in Orlando. Right. That's why it's called the Florida Project. That's what Walt Disney called. Yeah. Disney World. It's it's all about these um, kids who live. They're homeless and they live in the motels like around Disney. Happens a lot. It's very sad. Yeah. It does happen a lot. It's really interesting. Uh, hopefully, uh, Dory and I will be in Orlando in March. Uh, we'll swing through, see the folks. Yep. Um, and uh, see the Waltoneers. <laughs> Waltoneers. <laughs> Anyway, we've had a lot of fun. It's been uh, it's been really a time tonight. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I'm sorry we didn't even hit an hour. We are bad podcast people. No, it'll be an hour when we, you know, futz with it. There's no futzing to be done. Oh, okay. What futzing would we do with it? I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm I feel tired. like I really can't get seven more minutes out of you. I'm tired. It's I, I, you hoodwinked me. I thought we were only recording half the episode right now. Was it this or 7.30 in the morning and tomorrow? No, we were going to finish it tomorrow night. Do you think... Oh, I'll be out of work so late tomorrow. Okay. I have nothing more to say. Dory has nothing more to say. Goodbye, everyone. You know, if you're hearing us again, it's because I've once again hoodwinked Dory into finishing this podcast. And if not, you're just hearing music. And quite frankly, I tried my best. Sorry, everybody. Baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go.